Welcome to City Shrinks, a zero filter podcast bringing the conversation about mental health into the 21st century. We are your hosts, Gina and Athena, two New York City therapists with over 30 years of experience. For today, we put down the notebook and pick up a mic and give you full access to real talk with real professionals. This is not your typical mental health podcast. Here, the goal is to keep it 100% real with you. We are City Shrinks. Welcome back. Okay, so today, it's a special day. We have a special guest. We actually, this is our first guest. First guest ever, not the last. Hopefully, <laughs> if, if they want to come back after. <laughs> we went and we found. We went all the way, all the way. to the UK right. and we found Sarah Dejan. Oh, shit. We fucked that up already. We practiced it, too. We still saw it. I knew that was it. Sarah Desange. We'll be on a first name basis, girl. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We're on first name basis at this show, okay? (laughs) I am honored to be the first guest on your podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. I am Sarah Desange. I am also known as the binge eating therapist. Um, I have a YouTube channel by the same name and you can find me on Instagram under that name. And I do a podcast called Life After Diets. And I don't know if you want to tell your listeners, Gina, maybe how we met because we've only met fairly recently. That's, Even that's better. very true. Well, that's the best. It's fresh. Then I would have to really divulge some information, and then I would then I would have to to kill everybody <laughs> involved. <laughs> Boundaries. Boundary. I was say actually she's a boundary queen. I'm a, I'm a, I'm such a boundary queen. It's it's so true. I'm 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 over the top with it. But we we almost have to because mm-hmm. we're here to talk about your career, what you do, and some differences between what we do. So that's almost, you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So I guess, you know, we met, um, we have a lot in common and, and kind of weird kind of ways, personal, like how I run my day, my structure, my life. And so we're having this conversation, you and I, and you're saying, yeah, I do the same thing. And here's my schedule. And, and I'm off on Thursdays. And I'm like, huh, I'm off on Thursdays. I report, record my podcast. And uh, she says, yeah, I'm off on Thursday, too. I report my podcast on Thursday. And I said, what is this? What is this girl? Once again, I'm like, okay, I don't trust her. <laughs> sus. Sus. That's, do you know what that means? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. We Excellent. say sus. Oh, <laughs> and I will say, you know, I didn't need to hear much about this girl. As soon as she's like, oh, yeah, you know, from the UK, I was like, bring her in. That's what I want to see. That was the selling point for me. I'm like, bring her in. That's all good with me. And that, and that we're actually you were here yeah. in New York. We are we are not in the UK, and so you've come on like this whirlwind tour slash sabbatical here in our city. And tell us what you think. Yeah, it must be like culture don't lie. Shock. I mean, are you kidding? I only came to New York to come on City Shrinks. Hey. That was the whole purpose <laughs> of this trip. Otherwise, yeah. I'd be Wait, in listen. The you UK better you better not <laughs> because they're going to be thinking we're paying for flights and shit. Okay, relax. <laughs> She was, y'all, okay, yes, fine. Yeah. We we appreciate that. And we really, really want to hear what you're doing on your podcast, right? What are the differences between our podcast and, and your podcast or our style of therapy and your style of therapy? What there's you a lot. See. There's a lot to cover. I mean, there's so much. I don't know, but we'll try to do it in, right, one hour, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> two parts. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll try. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, do we'll two do parts, we'll but, see. you we'll know, see. we'll see how it goes, yeah. though. I think, I don't know about you guys, but in the UK, I think... 
it was a culture shock for me coming here because I think I thought that US culture was closer to UK culture than it actually is, probably because uh, we're just, mm. and we just speak an the same ocean. language. We speak the same language. <laughs> but we don't. You know, <laughs> no, we, no, we don't. Like so much of our TV is American TV as well. And so I think I thought that it was going to be a lot more similar than it has been. And talking to you guys and hearing your experiences and what you see in your practices and with your, even the, the fact you guys use the word patience. We never use the word patience. No, we say Gina clients. uses the word patient. Do you say patience no, or clients? I use clients. Well, because uh, I'm, I'm, she's I'm old, school, old school Well, I'm in the medical model, right? And so I worked in clinics and hospitals. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, right. yeah. 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 So I think that for the kinds of people that I'm working with, it's probably very different to the kinds of people that you guys are working with and certainly people that you've worked with in the past when you've talked about working with Gina, um, people who are schizophrenic and people who are very, very unwell. Um, it's a whole different way of working. Like you say, it's a much more medical way of working. So yeah, I'm interested to dive in and, and well, first see. things first, this is what is so shocking that you don't need a license yeah, to practice kind of, mm -hmm. and be a therapist in the UK. You don't need a license at all. And you don't need anything. You don't have to go to school. You can just say, I'm a therapist. Now, they do have an organization. Is it that really? Or is it like a certification thing? No. It's not a protected title. So anybody nice. can call themselves that. And under law, there's nothing they can do. Ethically, right. it would be massively frowned upon. But legally, there's nothing wrong That's with it. That's wild. I know. Yeah. So the organization, the BACP, that's one of them. We have a few organizations, again, uh -huh. because it's not regulated. The BACP, that's the biggest one. That's the most well-known. And that stands for British Association of Counseling and Psychotherapy. They're, they're the equivalent of my licensing board. So they're my professional governing body. I answer to them. If somebody wanted to make a complaint about how I was working, they could, uh, you know, I, they could complain to them. And the worst they could do to me is that I would lose my membership, but then I wouldn't be able to get insurance. So I'd be practicing without insurance, which would just be right. a terrible thing to do, really, but not illegal. Right. Is it like a is it just like a legalities thing or is there because, oh, well, there's no need for, you know, so many therapists so we don't have to contain them and give them rules or what's like the situation there? I don't think it's as conscious as that. I think it's just kind of the whole counseling and psychotherapy profession has just sort of sprung up organically over the years and previously it would have been with the religious roots would have been so tied in with the clergy so a lot of it would have been clergy people that would oh. have been counseling parishioners right and so then counseling becomes this thing and then this psychotherapy influence kind of comes in probably from freud and that side of things and i think the two just get merged together and they were never really separated so there were people that will call themselves in the uk they will call themselves counselor or therapist and they might have the same qualifications and they often use those terms interchangeably. They can be the same thing. Right. Because we use the word treatment, right? It's kind of like what we go through here with the life coaches and the actual psychotherapists, right? So, you know, we consider we're treating you, right? Meaning yeah. that's medical. And, and you, you right. cannot, I mean, you know, because we have our license is very strict. So a lot of rules. It's not a easy lot of rules. to get. Yeah. Know. And it's not easy to get. But also you cannot just say whatever you want in terms of how you call yourself or how you define yourself. Right. Uh, it's very, very tricky. So you, you know, if you are a psychotherapist, then you better have a license, right? If you're calling yourself a psychotherapist, you just cannot. Coach is a new thing. Ooh. I mean, there's always been a life coach, but now people are doing coaching as therapy because yeah. they cannot find a therapist since the pandemic. It's so pre-licensing, I right. see that a lot. Limited permits. Limited permits. I see that a lot, which are students 
Basically. who don't have a license, uh, but are still hanging the shingle, still saying, come and see me, you know. This is good for our audience, too, because I, I really find that ultimately people don't even understand the difference between licenses. Like me and Gina have completely, you know, we could both be psychotherapists and licensed, but our actual license are different, right? So she's LCSW, I'm LMFT, there's LMHC, right? So we all have our own little... LPC. Correct, LPC, you know, whatever. So... It distinguishes us, but in reality, people don't actually know the difference. They don't know the difference sometimes between a psychiatrist. Is there a difference for it? Uh, do you go through that too in your country? Like, is yeah, we have psychiatrists. Okay. Obviously, they're doctors. We have psychologists as well. You guys okay, have psychologists Absolutely, too. Yes. So that's kind of what we are in your country. Our training, our education would be right. clinical. Would be right. to consider we would be psychologists there. Yeah. But I, we, I we do are have to say, in Europe. Actually, I think in Europe that our education, everything translates. We're they only have clinical psychologists. But yeah. let me say this too: that um, you are educated. Which is highly unusual. We weren't going to bring. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we had well, to find well, the one. No, I'm joking. Well, I did, did, did a one-month course on the internet. <laughs> Show me the But book. you know, we know therapists that have done that, yeah. Right. right? Yeah, she and I know some people together. And that's, you know, they're not educated. And some of them are not educated at all. And right. what that means is, of course, is that we have an undergrad degree, and then you must go back to school again. And right. you must do years and years and hours. And so, but you have that. You yeah, have, I did an yeah. MSc, a master's in transactional analysis psychotherapy. That was hmm. my original transactional training. Transactional analysis. Yeah. What's That's that? a whole show. Yeah, I'm not going to dive into that. Just Transactional okay. analysis. Yeah. But they're, they're trying to regulate it in the UK and they're bringing in something called Scoped, hmm. which um, all the organizations are taking on and they're putting therapists and counselors into columns based on qualifications. Uh-huh. And ah, it is we kicking go. Off. Here we go. Everybody's tight, <laughs> Here right? We go. Like, oh no, right? I love People that. Just, mad. just when, just when I, I, I was like, okay, I don't even understand. Yeah, right. You don't. You never went to school at all, and you think you're a therapist? Wow. Well, again, that's why my original question was: is is this all a result of you know, is mental health getting you know more attention? <clears throat> is this a lack of mental health needing attention? So it didn't really like. Is your country healthier than ours? <laughs> That's a bottom line. That's okay, a... let me get to the damn point. That's okay, I'm line. just trying to figure out. And the answer is yes. <laughs> well, yes. you know, I'm, I want to know what you think. I right? don't know if I can actually say for sure. I mean, from what I'm hearing from conversations that we've had. I mean, but we're in New York. Yeah, okay, go ahead. You know, it does sound like <laughs> this city's a mess. So, but the, the... but it's it is a microcosm of really the rest of the world. And when you are you know, when you look at the, the shootings and the baby killings, you know, I mean, we have no respect for our children at all. We we say that we love them, but we allow them to get, you know, killed on a regular basis. So then it's confusing, isn't it? So if you care about something, then you would do something. So, um, but my experience uh, in the UK, it could not be more different than that. And I will say that here in New York, I'm seeing on the streets and on the subway, a lot more people who are clearly mentally ill. And I don't see that in London. So I'm not talking about coming from some little suburbs right. no, yeah. in, in England. I'm coming from London, a major city. And I've been quite shocked, actually, at how many people there are on the streets who are unwell. So anecdotally, just from that, I guess it's not proof. It does seem to be like there's a bigger problem here. Mm-hmm. Right. And because yeah, that's ultimately... Not a, yeah, yeah that's, not a, that's not a secret. I mean, you know, if you go for, for one minute... I mean, I told I told the, the the two of you the story about how you know this guy was brown and fall stumbling and and I saw this on a London street and I was nervous for him, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like I would be nervous uh, in New York. And so he's stumbling and he's brown. So this is not going to go well. That's what I was thinking. This is not going to go well. So I see this attendant who is not brown mm-hmm. uh, helping him. And I didn't know if he was going to arrest him or accost him or make him, you know, punch him in the face, get your act together. I don't know. But I come back an hour later and he's sitting there giving the guy water, trying to pat him on the back, right? The brown guy who's intoxicated. He was just intoxicated and he was taking care of him. That's what it came down to. He was taking care of him, not doing his regular job, <laughs> which he, but he was actually, and talking softly to him wow. and telling him he'll be okay. I love everything, that. everything is going to be all right. I thought, oh my gosh! Like so in my mind, mm-hmm. I thought, oh god, he's going to beat him up. I said, you better mind your damn business, okay? Because right. you know that New York one hundred and one, and that's you know growing up though, and you know again, there's that right anxiety. You know, again, big city, a lot of crime. You know, I mean, growing up in New York, it was like you better mind your damn business. If someone's going off, don't look at them. Don't you know? Don't try and help because you don't know. So it's almost like we get. For our own protection, we don't right interact much because you don't know. It's just so unpredictable, right? And that really, obviously, over years, right, that shows. You know, there's crazy things that happen on the street, and you'll see an an upload. You'll see thousands and thousands of phones recording something crazy that's happening, and nobody is running in. You know, I'm not going to say that there aren't exceptions to that. Obviously, there's good people everywhere, but, you know, it is what it is, you know, if we're talking honestly here, right, about our culture, really. It's it's not a secret. Everybody knows that. You know, you mind your business. You know, you tell somebody, I'm like, damn, like, you've never been punched in your face in the shows. But, you know, <laughs> you too, know? <laughs> when, you talk about mind, when you talk about mind your business, right. You know, we are now a culture of that doesn't believe in talking to people. I think that on Instagram, I saw, and I commented on a few, I saw about four or five posts that say, you know, if you ghost me, I don't have to ask you why. I don't have to, I'm just never going to speak to you. Uh, If you, uh, you know, if you're not positive or you don't don't respect me or whatever, I'm just going to turn my back on you. I don't have to put up with anybody that does anything. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, slow down. Because what are you talking about? Are you talking about a total stranger or somebody that you love? Because depression, and that's what we always talk about in here, depression looks like that. It looks like I cannot call you back. I'm paralyzed. It looks like I cannot leave my house. I cannot find the words. Everything is hard. Everything is overwhelmed. So what? So now we don't ask, like, what's going on with you? You're acting like a little strange. You need some help. Yeah, right. And that's what str- I'm talking about with strangers. Obviously, with your friends is different. But I'm talking on the street, somebody you don't know. I mean, this story. Well, I'm saying about, that right. you know what's what's the bridge between like mm. if I love you and I'm not doing anything or asking or taking care of you, I damn sure I'm not going to take care of a total stranger on the street. I'm not going to ask you. I'm not even going to look at you. Right. Yeah. I was on the bus once with a friend of mine, um, a male friend, and it was kicking off with these two blokes. And one bloke wanted to go for the other bloke. I can't remember what the other bloke had done. They didn't know each other. And my friend gets up and goes to the bloke, the most aggressive bloke, and just... Uh, sorry, bloke, translation, uh, person. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, yeah, man, man, person. Thank you. <laughs> you don't say bloke? Uh, no, no, that's why I had to emphasize and translate. Continue. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but he goes up to this aggressive guy and he puts his hand on his chest. He's like, mate, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And anyway, like the guy calmed down and the other guy went on his way. And I was talking to him about it afterwards. And he said to me, I said, I was surprised you did that. And he said, there was no risk. He said, the guy wanted to be stopped. 
He goes, this is what people don't know. There's a pride thing, right? Once you become the aggressor and you're threatening, there's like this, do I follow through? Do I follow through? And for someone to come in and kind of go like, no, come on, it's not oh, worth I it. It's not worth it. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not worth it. And you say face. You're lucky he hold me back. You're <laughs> yeah, lucky exactly. he held me back. Right? And then, but you're like walking backwards and shit with them, right? You're like, <laughs> And I was like, how do you read that? Because like, I'm not, you know. Well, of course you, because, well, well, first of all, if you're at all woke, you can sense that right. in a person. And if you understand how people think and a, a little tiny bit, but first you got to understand how you think, just right. a little tiny bit, and you understand how people, then you can do things like that. You can say things to people. I always tell women, especially my, my, my female patients, you know, as a woman and the older you get, like, I'm not like the queen mother. So I can say a lot of things and get away with it. So you better stop doing that. Right? I tell total strangers, you cannot stop doing that. You cannot continue to do that. Why are you doing that? You don't have to... And they're like, oh, well, because, right? Because now I'm not coming at them aggressively. I'm coming at them as, right? Like I might have, right? I'm twice your age. I might have something to say to you, right? So so women have to know that they have that power. They have to know that. And we're, we, just, we, we just refuse to use it and we refuse to acknowledge it lately. Yeah. Well, it's coming up and it's saying, I'm on your side to someone. Yes. Because if you try and stop something from happening, but you're becoming in the conflict trying to stop it, it's... If they feel it. You feel it when someone's coming yes. in and on your side. Yes. But going back to, you know, when you talk about depression and anxiety, in the UK, we've got a website called Counseling Directory, and that's where people would normally look to find a therapist. And you can see what people are searching in there. And the top three search terms on this massive website is anxiety, followed by generalized anxiety disorder, followed by depression. Why do they have that in two mm. separate? That's I weird. don't know. I don't know. I think maybe just because people are searching for it differently. There's different gotcha. tick boxes okay. or whatever that they can look at. So I guess what I'm wondering, and I'm not sure that necessarily in the UK we're less anxious or less depressed. Maybe we just express it differently. Like there's a whole cultural stiff upper lip, you know, and that whole way I think is much suppressed. less on the outside. More suppressed. So we look at American culture and you guys look very direct. You look very out there. It's a high day. Like you, you, you seem to wear your emotions on the outside and we're just kind of doing it the opposite way around. And, mm. you know. Well, but also um, I hear what you're saying, but I would say to you that a lot of, in my limited experience of what the Brits would do, would choose their battles. You see, and so to me, that's intelligence. Like, why do I need to argue with you over every little tiny thing? Why do I have to make this an issue? Here, everything's a 10. Everything's a 10. But I remember when we were talking about this the other night, you said that came from anxiety. Like the aggression in New York comes from anxiety. Yes. And depression. Yeah. And it's the mm -hmm. same thing. The picking your battles thing might look like it's this really calm, considered thing. But actually, if you've grown up with a whole, like you avoid conflict, you don't say what you feel all the time you're kind of told that it's not like a an auth, um, autonomous choice. Uh -huh. It you're looks like it conscious. because we're looking calm on the outside, mm -hmm. but actually we're picking our battles because we actually, we would want to say something over here, but we don't know how to, and we'd be told we shouldn't. Well, Whereas that's interesting. Like, hold your corner. Well, that's, that's, that's interesting because, um, you know, I see a lot of people doing a lot of real talking, um, right. In, in, in London, you know, having real conversations about their feelings and what's going on with them. And this is just almost non-existent here. This is totally non-existent to be talking like honestly and openly about what you're dealing with emotionally and mentally. You're not going to get that. 
Really? I mean, I think it's back to what we always talk about. Everything's on a scale. So if we're if you if we're functioning right on a higher level scale, then our you know your triggered looks different than our triggered, yeah. Yeah, right? Yes. So if you are all on a one, all right, all right. When you get triggered, you're like, you know what? I'm not gonna say anything. And you can get two or three. But if you're all if we're all threes and fives, then you know, no. Now my I'm. F- it's not just getting angry, but it's being full of anger and then displacing it in other places because you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because you and can. So, yeah. And the opportunity in this city is everywhere you know because everybody else is acting the same way they're all ready to like you cut me off i'm rushing no i'm rushing right no this is my spot no it's my you know so everybody i I had a patient say to me that you know they were away they went overseas and they came back and they simply just wanted to have the day out and they wanted to just be at peace and just go and meet a friend and they got on the subway and they were like, this is a mess. Like I have like, there's so much conflict to get from point A to point B. Like, why am I doing this? Like, what, what is going on? And I said, yeah, I mean, that, that sounds very real, that that's not what you, you're coming back from a peaceful place and you're wondering, like, wait a minute, this is not how I wanted my day to go. So by the time they got to their, their final stop, they were a nervous wreck, an absolute nervous wreck. And and so then they're like rethinking about why I'm here in this city. And, you know, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of wonderful things. And yeah. New York is recovering. Make no mistake about it from the pandemic because yeah, I was, it hit its, it's hit its low. It yeah, but its I low. was one of those people. People were telling me, I hate you. You know, I don't care what anyone says. They were all like, you know, New York is done. That's it for New York. Blah, blah, blah. The pandemic. I was like, New York will never, ever Die. Ever. <laughs> ever. I don't care. They're like, no, no, that's it. It's over. It's you resilient. Know, it it's w- resilient. Come it's on. totally resilient. But listen, how come we can't come back better? What's with the same thing? Okay. Mm, that's like, true. I've seen it. I've seen it. You know, I've seen New York reinvent itself, reinvent itself so many times. Right. You know, I've been yeah. here with this. You know, can we do something a little different? So what does it take? What does it need? We talk about the, the reset. What is the reset? Right. First of all, like I said, we have a lot of issues with, let's say, gun control, right? Let's, you know, that's a whole other episode, right? But, you know, again, if you have a population that we have plenty of statistics, right? Everyone's reporting anxiety and depression. I'm like, why are you giving everybody. this population guns? You know? And then, but everybody fixates on one part of the problem, right? They can't see things systemically. That is the problem, that systemics are irrelevant when people are obsessed with a detail and they become obsessed, obsessed, attached to it. And then I'm like, okay, well, if you zoom out, then you can understand and hear what I'm talking about, right? But if you're zoomed in and obsessed, right, with a, with a certain aspect of something, then you can no longer see the bigger picture. And that's what I think is always every, it's always a thing, right? Gangs, gangs. Oh no, it's the mafia, the mafia. Let's get the mafia out of here. Oh, let's get the Colombia, the, the, the Latinos out of here, right? They're bringing in the drugs. Oh, let's get these guns out and of that's, here. And that's uh, this, da, da, da. I'm like, okay. Preach. Because okay. that's exactly what it, that's the mm-hmm. whole country though. That's not just, yeah. that's the whole country. It's, it's this problem. It's that, it's that, it's Trump. That. Then it was what? like Trump, everything, Trump, right. Trump, everything's Trump, Trump. Everything's Trump's fault. Everything. We're like What's OCD. The... Okay, everyone's oh, like, ups- <laughs> it's OCD. I don't know what it is, but it's like a whole, right? But, but, you feel but, the, prob- but the problem is, is systemic. It's the parenting. Yes, your right. problem is your parenting. How we well, That's a huge part. Children. And trauma, and we, obviously. And, that, and now, now I'm seeing and how we take care of one another, but that's also your parenting. Right, because you model, right? You're modeling. If you had a, 
a parent like I had, right? That again, first gen, you know, I'm first generation. So my mother's an immigrant, right? So she's, you know, she went from Ecuador. She went to Chicago, you know, whatever. She came to New York. We're talking about two of the, you know, she was like, don't, don't look, don't, don't, you know, I never saw her going and like, oh, let me help this person that, you know, it was like, oh my God, you better like hurry around, right? You you better watch, you better this. So when you grow up like that, right, then it's already conditioned in your head, right? I'd have to challenge myself as a person and say, well, you know, maybe this is somebody I can help, right? But imagine everybody would have to do that. We'd have or, to uncondition ourselves. Or you could go to therapy and work yeah, that well, out. Well, you know, that's what I did, right? <laughs> yeah. you know, I, went to, I always tell people, listen, I did my therapy. I went to my anger management because I think every New Yorker, you know, let me put it this way. No, let me put it this way. Don't scare her. She no. has several weeks to Girl, be here. What did she do? The first thing she came in here, she's like, holy shit. Well, I don't know. I just saw this shit. I just saw that. Like, whatever. Everyone's yelling. What's with all the yelling? Even me. We're out to dinner and I'm yelling. And she's like, why are you yelling? Right? <laughs> And she's like, but you're naturally like, loud. Yes, you I, don't, I don't mind just loud, but people are yelling into yes. cell phones. They're ripping someone a new one. They're just like, it's angry, angry. Displaced anger. Yeah. That's why I said every New Yorker to be and live here, you have to do anger management. That's it. That's You want to solve the, you want <laughs> you all have to take an anger management course if you want to live here. Or take one before you have a child. Oh, oh, I love that. That's, oh my gosh. That's good. You know, if they did that, I hope, you know, whoever's listening to us. Right? Mayor Adams. Governor Mayor, Mayor Adams. Adams. Let's, get, <laughs> let's get him on the Hashtag show. Hashtag Mayor Adams. Show? Right. He put, did you hear about, speaking of the homeless thing, he had this idea and, you know, we would have to check in where they are with that because I was following it for a while when it was in the news when we were obsessed about it. You know, that he was going to go around the subways with clinicians and involuntarily hospitalize uh, who needed to be hospitalized. You heard about this? Remember yeah, this? Remember which this? I was kind of for it, but... Right. At the beginning, yeah. you're like, okay, you're trying to get them the help they need. But then our system is so... Listen, they go in for two days and that's it. They're out yeah, on the street. Yeah, yeah. No so then, then you're overworking the hospitals. You're yes. overworking the and hospitals. And the social workers, everything is systemic. So what are you finding? Mm -hmm. Tell us. And then we're gonna we're gonna break and you'll come back. Sure. Yeah. All right. But what are, what are your what are your thoughts yeah. on some of what we're saying? We're like going we're, we're New York venting. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you were talking about the mayor going around and, and involuntarily hospitalizing people, I think because that's kind of the system in the UK. Hmm. If somebody is mentally ill in a public place and they could be a risk to themselves or somebody else, then they can be taken in on what we call, well, when I was a police officer, it was a section 136 and then they get held on like a 72 or something like that. And they can be held for a couple of, a couple of days while they are assessed. And so for me, like what I'm hearing is, I feel like a lot of this comes down to healthcare. And public services in the healthcare realm. Like if people are getting help sooner, they haven't been living for two years on the street, gradually becoming more and more unwell at a six or a seven. They've been picked up when they were four or five. Right. No, you need to be like wiling out. <laughs> right. And a nine or a ten. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. we, because we're, because we're, we're all at a six or a seven. Imagine. So we don't. You know, so that's. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, welcome. Four or Glad five. Glad to see you. That, yeah. Four or five. Please. That could be. That could be your boss. Four or five. Oh yeah. That's the day. About? That's the day. That's your boss. And right? the six like, or seven is. You know. Yeah. That's the Uber driver. That's the person taking you home. Right. <laughs> like that's you know the fours or fives. They're not you know, necessarily on the street, but... Anyways, and there's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah. It's not that, you know, mental illness doesn't exist in, in the different cultures and in, in Europe and in the, in the UK. It's that it's it's not at an eight or nine. And, yeah. and why? Right. 
we need to be at an eight or nine. Right. And how can we bring that down? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we can get worked up about systemic stuff. And believe me, I can as well. But ultimately, like people listening to this podcast at the individual level, how do people help themselves? You know, people who can't afford therapy or services. What would be your advice to them as New York therapists who know New York and who work in mental health? You see these people day in, day out. What is it people need to do? What's the shift? What's the psychological shift that needs to happen? Love and guidance, because I think that for for and and this is interesting question, because my client actually told me that, you know, that they they appreciate the directness like that I bring because they feel like they can hear me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, we work from, and then, you know, it's actionable steps. Right. So shout out to um, Fordham University, my university. And I went to a C-step meeting and we talked about, I said, in in psychology and in therapy, there must be actionable steps. I, I hope that's the correct word, but it's also in science. So those actionable steps are your self-care plan. So we talk about that in here. One, two, three, four, five right? Get yourself some nutraceuticals, some vitamins. We name names. We'll go, we're going to name names again in our last episode. You have to get your proper sleep. Sleep is everything. You have to learn to exercise. It's not an option. I'm not talking about joining an expensive gym necessarily. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want. But you know, again, in the UK, people are out. They spend time outside. There's a lot of parks. There's a lot of places to walk, to breathe, to run, to bike. It's built into the system. Here, you have to work for it, but you have to. That's just it, right? That you just, unfortunately, this is where we are and you have to make it work. And then the other was, we talked a lot about socialization. Yeah. Right? Like really, you would think that because we're all here and we're so close and there's so many wonderful things to do, but people don't leave their apartment sometimes for weeks, for weeks. They don't leave their block, their neighborhood, because everything is so right here. Why, Why am I, where am I going? And we're here. So that socialization, and it's proven by the pandemic, which was so triggering, proves that you have got to get out. You've got to force yourself to socialize, mm-hmm. get out with friends, be with people, do something different, see the see the life. Uh, yeah. And that then that's really the bottom line. That's and that really plus it. the staff, right? What I was talking about is have your staff. And you're saying, oh, well, you know, what if they can't afford it? Well, if you can't, if you're really looking, this is the point that we're trying to make because it is, yes, there is a hopeless picture painted about mental health, but believe me, right? There are tons of things. If you're really looking, right, you can find whether it's community programs, right, or different types of platforms and all those things. So it's the staff, right, having somebody that you feel you can hear even, Right. And then having them guide you through those actionable steps, because the bottom line is, if you could have done them by yourself, you would have done them. Sure. A lot of people know these things. Mm. It's not a secret. Right. So what's the difference between people that just know just because I know how to do it? I do it. It's the staff. That's just that's just how it works here. We need a little push. Yeah. Well, when you're in because it's not in our environment, like she said, it's not throw. It's not around us all the time. We see the opposite. Yeah. And you mentioned sleep, and this is famously the city that never sleeps. Exactly. So maybe this is where it all started. People were just not sleeping well, and it just went down. Don't mess with that there. circadian rhythm, okay? Because uh-huh. that is it's very, very serious. Real. Yeah, it's, it's very, very real. real. The children, you know, having the children up at all odd hours, thinking that oh, they're they're just like me. They don't have to go to bed till ten, eleven o'clock. 
Man, they're like 11 years old going to sleep at midnight. I'm like, what about what the three year old going to sleep at midnight? Oh, right? God, yeah. Call this patient. Oh, but it's the weekend. I'm like, girl, they need to be on Monday. How are you going to get this kid to sleep at seven on Monday? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Right? It's yeah. just, you know, but staff. And a lot of times you don't know. If you weren't raised like that, who's going to tell you? You were raised the same. Mm-hmm. So staff and steps. So let's talk about staff. How do you get staff? Let's talk about what's what's staff? That means you're that your, means your therapist, your, your therapist, psychiatrist, your primary whoever uh, is okay. your Hello, like team. We work for them. Well, you yeah. what they work for you, or you work for them. No. So we, we <laughs> she's she's calling them staff. That's her. No, that's your thing. You that was that was <laughs> deep. No, that's, like, no, that's very true, no, yeah. right? We because work you, gotta, for them. you have to learn how to have staff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to learn how to have staff. Whoever that is, right? Learn right. how to learn how to train yourself. Right. Learn how to to have a standard for your staff. Listen, this is not working, so you have got to go. Yeah, psychotherapy. Right? So get... It's a difference, mm-hmm. right? Psychology is you know how and why and this psychotherapy is how do we help change okay so you know that's why that you know we'll talk more about that next time though because i could go a whole you know me i can keep going we better cut okay. this off keep so <laughs> thank you and and you're, you're coming back to join us but thank you so much and uh, we'll be back thank you for having me thank you for listening to city shrinks stay tuned for future episodes where we answer your questions hear your challenges and hold everybody accountable. Be sure to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at City Shrinks.